Hey, welcome everyone to the latest installment of The Way It Is. I'm your host, Luca Andalfato with Remax Service First Realty, Inc. here in Kingston. I hope everybody's having a good day. Um, this one I'm kind of pulling out of the back pocket, folks. Um, I, I'm meant to do this as a uh, half year in review and a bit of a projection slash forecast for the next six months of the year. Um, it, it's not unfolding the way I'd had anticipated. I'd reached out to CMHC, Canada Mortgage and Housing, to get a have a conversation with one of their economists slash analysts uh, slash forecasters because they've released their uh, the latest version of their um, overall housing outlook report for the country. And of course, uh, they hit all of the major centers. Uh, they used to do Kingston, but Kingston wasn't mentioned. So they skipped right over it, went to Ottawa, Gatineau, and then of course you got Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, uh, Halifax, all the areas that really um, some might be interested in, but really don't affect us here. So in large degree. So anyway, that being said, um, I'm gonna, uh, I am gonna share some statistics with you uh, for the first half of the year. And uh, some of them you may already probably won't be surprised by rather uh, simply because of the content in some previous podcasts and everything like that. But um, in our sales and inventory to date, and I just did Kingston, okay, so that is all areas of the city. Um, we are currently at a, well, an annual year to date. The average uh, sale price in Kingston has been 535,000. That's from a average asking price of 545, an average sale price of 581.708 for a, a percentage increase of 106.71. So the average uh, house in Kingston has sold for 106.71% over the asking price. In July, the percentage increase was 100.97. And notably, the peak month of the first half of the year uh, coming in at 108.2% over asking was May. And that pretty much plays out in terms of how my uh, office was doing and how busy we were uh, during that time. Um, some other interesting uh, notes is that uh, I guess um, the highest um, month though uh, so far and of course is July but we're only obviously uh, a handful of days into it but the average list price so far in July is just over $616,000. Uh, the average sale price just over $622,000. Um, and that, uh, again, is just uh, just creeps over 100% over the asking price. The average days on the market overall, annual year to date, 16. And again, you know, so that's not long. Um, some of it would be even shorter uh, simply because uh, a lot of the strategy now when listing a property, as you're aware, is you list it on uh, today and you hold offers till Monday or Tuesday. So you've essentially got a week on the market whether you want to be or not. Um, 
Now, I also um, did a, a search for Frontenac County, um, which of course would include South Frontenac, which is essentially the, the biggest primary rural district uh, north of us. Uh, it includes all of the little hamlets, most of the little hamlets surrounding Kingston. Um, I didn't go east. Again, I, I didn't want to get too into the weeds with, with all these statistics. And certainly, Please feel free to send me a note or an email, or or and uh, and I can I can send you um, the stats and drill down to any any neighborhood you want, any municipality. Um, we're on this new matrix system. Um, gosh, be careful what you, uh, what you wish for, and and maybe be thankful with what you had, because um, I'm sure I'm not the only realtor in Kingston right now cursing uh, cursing the people that came up with this software. I'm going to tell you that right now. It certainly wasn't a real estate person involved on the team. I can tell you that. So because it's certainly its interface and its intuitiveness uh, leave a lot to be desired. But anyway, that's just my personal little rant. So for Frontenac, uh, things change. And of course, this is rural area. So this doesn't uh, distinguish between waterfront and non-waterfront. It's just simply uh, um, that uh, that municipality. So we've got uh, annual, a year to date, a, a an average list price of 478, an average uh, sale price of five, uh, almost 521, which is actually 108 point, almost 109 percent uh, percentage increase, um, uh, sale price over asking price. Um, the, 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 the month again, uh, though different, uh, that cracked the uh, scales in, uh, in, in Frontenac County was, um, April where the, uh, percentage increase from sale price to asking price was 114%. And the average days on the market, a little bit longer at 32. So almost twice that, uh, speaks to potentially just, uh, again, rural versus urban, um, different uh, demographics, different buyer uh, demographics, um, different qualifications, things like that. Um, so yeah, so that that's basically uh, a quick little snapshot. So where do we go from here? Well, there's uh, snippets of news coming across the news feeds that uh, the Toronto housing market is still cooling, uh, what's happening, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to go back to where some of the comments I've made in previous podcasts, which is um, if this does cool, and let's, let's, let's interpret or put that into perspective, I guess, or into context, we're seeing essentially close to 40% increase in um, pricing in values from last year, okay? So let's say that tapers off to, cools off to 50%. <laughs> so now we're still talking price increases of anywhere between around 20%, maybe 15%. So it's, I think I mentioned and touched on it before, which was, you know, we're, if anything, we might uh, start creeping into what we refer to as a, a, as a balanced market or more of a balanced market where you won't see maybe as much frenzy happening, uh, where there won't be, you know, uh, 20 offers on a property and it sells for 200,000 over asking. And yet, and yet, in saying that, you can't generalize that statement across all market sectors and all price ranges. And that's the rub. The rub is the sweet spot 
as always, still remains that $350,000 to $550,000, $600,000 range now. And that seems like a big range. And that's simply because houses in that $400,000 to $500,000 range is captures the largest potential number of buyers available in the marketplace at any given time. Vis-a-vis -a, -vis a, if you're going to live in the property, B, if you're going to be an investor of the property, you're downsizing, all of that. It captures the majority of them. So hence, you're going to have a larger number of potential buyers vying for those properties. And you see a lot of those properties in 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 urban areas uh again you also see them in in rural settings as well um perhaps the migration that we saw uh, from the gta and those other centers uh, may start to um peter out a bit uh, hard to say i mean again uh, it, it would have been nice to have had some expert opinions on that that being said um you know I think I touched on it in a podcast I was asked to be a guest on with David Greenspan called Mindshare Podcast. And I'd watched a, uh, a, um, a webinar that uh, MPAC had hosted. And their head economist and the head guy at Toronto Real Estate Board that does all their forecasting said that this really we're still in this for for a while this market with more demand than supply uh, supply of course the underlying theme is there's still less supply than there is demand and what's going to continue to drive demand interestingly enough is immigration to the province of ontario during covid we actually saw a lot of it leave ontario surprisingly they all went to bc sadly given current climatic events that that may start to change too who knows but um ontario is going to start to see more immigrant um uh, populations uh, uh coming into the area um they're going to be looking for housing they're going to be looking for employment uh and so that's going to continue to be a demand in the marketplace um so you know i think 2021 is going to continue to to pace itself out in terms of where you know steady as she goes uh, in terms of current situations um and let's and then the other of course variable that plays a huge role in in all of this is interest rates right so you know we're still we're still seeing people getting variable rates or or five-year fixed rates at 1.55 or under two percent so that is definitely spurring some serious buyer activity um and and both from a refinancing to buy investment properties or to buy recreational properties what have you right um and you know everybody said well what happens if the interest rates go creep up well they're not going to stay like this forever we know that i again I've, I've sadly done this for 33 years so when i started the average interest rate in kingston was 12 percent right so there were still people qualifying for houses then there were still people buying houses then there were still people selling houses then so that's not going to change but let's understand this the banks and the federal government uh bumped up their stress test which we talked about it ben and i had that podcast there several issues ago and we've already got an inherent built-in safety cushion people are already getting approved at 5.25 percent okay so 
whether you choose to take the 1.55 or the 2.3 or whatever you're going to take, you still got a slush built in, assuming you qual assuming you didn't lie about your qualifications and assuming you couldn't because you had to verify to your lender or to whoever was qualifying you or approving your mortgage that you had the ability to pay at the higher interest rate. So we've got a bit of a built-in safety net. Our rate's going to go crack 6% in the next 6 to 12 months. I dare say that well, if they do that, then they do that. But I, I, I don't think I'm the only person uh, that would say that I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if the economy's come back strong enough yet. It's just starting to sort of chug along. Um, and then the other thing that's, of course, going to affect potential market uh, timing right now and, and buyers and act buyer activity in the marketplace is where we are in this pandemic, right? So we're flowing through all these vaccines now. Um, people are, are trying to have a summer uh, again, uh, you know, now that they've got double dosed um, or single dosed. And so priorities are shifting a little bit, right? People want to have a bit of a, a vacation with family or go see family if they can, or if they're brave enough to get on a plane or get in an RV or get in a car or do whatever they can do, right? So, so th that's going to obviously affect uh, buyer patterns and, and migration. Um, but again, not to the extent that it's still going to stem the demand. At the end of the day, there's still not enough supply. There's still too much demand. And so I think we're going to continue to chug along. I mean, what's the worst case scenario if we approach a balanced market? Well, you know what? It's not going to hurt sellers. Sellers are still going to have, if a property is priced appropriately, they're still going to get uh, a, a good value for their property because prices have increased and they're not going to go backwards uh, at this point in time. And um, so they may not have 20 offers on a property. Maybe they'll only have two people offering on a property. Maybe they might have only one offer on the property. But at the end of the day, unless the property's got some stigma attached to it or been sitting on the market for six months, you're going to get your asking price or darn, darn near close to it. So anyway, that's my little podcast review or half year in review and future projection for what it's worth to you listening out there or watching. Um, and yeah, again, I encourage you though, if you have any, I, I love to have these conversations. Uh, I'd love to have them either over the phone, over a cup of coffee now, because we can do that safely. Um, or and, and certainly if you want any of these statistics or you want a customized report uh, drilled down to, a, like I said, a specific neighborhood, a specific municipality, specific region, uh, we can do that now. So um, thank you for indulging. Thank you for taking the time. I hope you found it uh, at least partly informative and partly useful. And uh, we'll see you um, on the next one. Have a great day.